Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. This is your host, Rosa, and today I have a very special guest, Jennifer Bryan, also known as the Cocktail Evangelist. <laughs> so Jennifer has come prepared to convert me if necessary, but I don't think it's even going to be hard. <laughs> so Jennifer, thank you for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. So you are the Cocktail Evangelist, but your brand is Make and Muddle? Make and Muddle, yes. I am the Cocktail Evangelist here to spread the good news about booze. <laughs> and uh, Make and Muddle is uh, a brand, uh, my brand. We have um, a line of all-natural cocktail mixers that are uh, designed uh, and branded and, and produced here in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. We have a co-packer that we use, so I develop the recipes, um, and then I send them to the co-packer, and then they bottle them for us, and um, then then we distribute. We um, do the heavy lifting in cocktail mixers so that you can have a delicious three or four ingredient cocktail mm -hmm. every time from your house. Oh, that is fantastic. Simple is better. Yes, it is. I mean, the world of craft cocktails... It doesn't have to be complicated. It is so sophisticated. And especially when you go out to, to drink, you go yeah. out to dinner, you're having a date night, you're meeting girlfriends mm -hmm. or friends in general, and, mm -hmm. you know, you have this magnificent, magical cocktail. And it has, you know, 15 ingredients and house-made syrups and mm -hmm. some tinctures and, you know, all of the things that make mixologists unique and, and make you want to, to go there to drink. Mm -hmm. um, but to replicate that at home is really labor and time um, intensive and expensive. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, the goal with Make and Muddle is that um, we do really sophisticated layered flavor profiles so that it that one ingredient replaces several in a mm -hmm. cocktail. Mm -hmm. So like if you might have your garnish and then you have you have your base which mm -hmm. would be your liquor mm -hmm. of choice and then you would add in your syrup which the wine you brought tonight is seven syrup seven syrup it is it is our flagship syrup and it is three different sugars and seven different spices in it and this was actually designed as um you, before making muddle i was messing around with a pumpkin spice liqueur mm. recipe and i bet i did that recipe i don't know 15 or 20 times like it was mm -hmm. never quite right and then I figured out that it really didn't want any liquor in it it just mm -hmm. wanted to be a syrup okay and then at that point once I started R&Ding that um I realized that I wanted it to be really intense without um being a sugar bomb mm -hmm. so this syrup has a two-day steep on it. Everything comes to a boil. The sugar and the water, we have um, organic cane sugar and brown sugar and pilancia sugar, which is a sugar from Mexico that um, still has a really high molasses content. Mm -hmm. Bring it to a boil, add all of the seven baking spices in it, and then we cut the heat and, and let it sit and steep for two days. Whoa. And then when it's time to bottle, we bring it back in and we double strain it. And then it comes to temperature, um, and then we bottle at 165 degrees. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that's um, – it's a, it's a great syrup. It does a money-back guarantee that it's the best old-fashioned you've ever had. <laughs> and um, it also does really lovely tiki cocktails mm, with rum. Mm -hmm. And um, it also – all of our mixers are made to do cocktails and mocktails both. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we have lots of spirit-free recipes for if people are not imbibing for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. We also but they still want to have a cute drink that they can hold in company. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And not a soda. You right. know, that's something yeah. other than a soda. We also have um, 
have done some uh, kid craft beverage classes that are a ton of fun. Oh. So, yeah, we go, we do the recipe that is maybe a kid-friendly recipe. We have a couple of really phenomenal milkshake recipes. Mm-hmm. And then you can also make them adult versions by mm-hmm. just adding the booze, replacing the milk with booze. So it's, uh, <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> that does sound like fun. So how, now, first of all, you said this is your flagship product. Is this the only product you have out so far? Oh, no. What else do you have out? We have lots of products. So we also have a product called Honey Lavender Elixir. Okay. That um, was designed to be a toddy recipe, believe it or not. Really? Mm-hmm. It was designed to do a gin toddy. And oh. um, it is, it's uh, organic cane sugar and honey, mm-hmm. culinary lavender, mm-hmm. um, citrus peel, lemon, mm-hmm. um, some some grapefruit in there, and uh, it, it just, it does gorgeous hard lavender lemonades. Mm-hmm. It does a great lavender 75, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of yummy things. And then we have our two pepper agave syrup that is all, mm-hmm. our alternative sweetener. It's 100% agave, mm-hmm. 100% organic agave, um, fresh serrano peppers, black peppers, wow. coriander, bitter orange peel, so it's the spicy margarita that was mm-hmm. in your dreams all of the years without having to infuse uh, tequila. So Whoa, that's yeah, amazing. It's really, really good. I had some people over at my house last night, and the guys were all talking about the spiciest drink they've ever had. And mm-hmm. somebody was like, I had this strawberry lime jalapeno margarita. And I'm, <laughs> that sounded like no fun to me. But he was very <laughs> excited about it. So I'm like, okay. So he would probably really like to try that. That's right. Yeah. And the heat is nice in the two pepper because it, it's not a lot out of the gate. It doesn't mm-hmm. really hit you in the mouth with it, but you can build the heat, mm-hmm. which is nice too. So um, I'm not a big spicy drink person, but I really, I really like the two pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have um, our spiced cherry vanilla syrup. Oh, that, yeah. I bet that's really popular because cherry vanilla, yes. like Coke and stuff like I know. that is really it's so popular. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we um, work with local growers whenever we can. Mm-hmm. So, and even if they're not from, you know, the Louisville area, mm-hmm. um, we work with local cherry growers out of Michigan. That's where the mm-hmm. cherry juice comes mm-hmm. from. They, um, uh, they ship it to us in, in concentrate form in big five gallon buckets. It's so beautiful. You open that lid and it's just, it's unbelievable. The cherry, um, and it does <laughs> aroma surround. Oh, it's you. crazy. It's mm. crazy. And it does a great, um, Manhattan just does yeah. one of the best Manhattans ever and really good rum drinks. We have a couple really mm. fun holiday rum drinks that we're doing with the spice oh. cherry vanilla. Does it make the drinks red? Is it pretty? Red no, it's really, it's dark because, mm-hmm. um, of the spices that are in it oh, and the okay. vanilla that's in it. It's pure vanilla extract that's in it. Okay. So, um, it, it, it's, it's a fun cocktail though. Um, and then we have our three herb gracious grapefruit, which is, um, it that was, that sounds interesting. It, it, My favorite soda is Fresca. Oh yeah. So yeah. Grapefruit sounds exciting. It's so good. What is in that one? So it is, um, it was designed to actually do Thanksgiving. It was designed yeah. to support all of the herbal, lovely, savory things okay. at the table, but also cut through the mm-hmm. richness of all of that. Um, so it, it, it has organic cane sugar and then it has, um, charred grapefruit and charred lime in it and then yeah it's pretty magical we literally char them on the grill and then throw those in and (laughs) steep with the sugar for two Um, days again yeah it uh it does not do a two-day steep it is it's at least an overnight steep on that one um and then we add fresh herbs we add rosemary and sage and thyme 
Rosemary and some, and yeah, and mm-hmm. the grapefruit and the lime all play really well with it. So it does a killer gimlet. It mm-hmm. does a great Paloma. It yeah. does, you know, a really good bourbon Ricky. It, it's, they're all versatile. All of our mixers are designed to do all spirits. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good plan to be and as then, flexible as possible. Yes, it is. And then our holiday, um, our holiday mixer is our orange ginger cranberry shrub. And it Aww. is literally cranberry season is like a minute and a half long, right? It is. It is. <laughs> so we work with lower growers out of Wisconsin and okay. we get the first of the crop every year. And wow. um, yeah, it's a really beautiful, it's orange um, and j- lots of fresh ginger mm-hmm. and uh, orange peel and organic mm-hmm. cane sugar, brown sugar, um, sure. and then some white balsamic vinegar goes oh, into it. No cinnamon. No cinnamon. Okay. Mm-mm. Because it was sounding like that um, recipe you put on the stove and the pot and mm-hmm. boil it and it <laughs> makes your whole house smell it like does. Christmas, but there's no cinnamon. So there's that's, no, that's, that's right. the difference. <laughs> okay. Now, how in the world did you get started at this? Because this is a huge, elaborate thing that you've gone really deep into. But mm-hmm. where did you start at, Jennifer? So I started as a caterer years, years and decades and decades ago. <laughs> And um, did all sorts of catering, did, you know, weddings and events, corporate events, um, nonprofit events. Um, My favorites were always the really intimate dinner parties. I had a small handful of clients that would call and say, I'm having six people over to dinner and we want to do seven courses. And it would be my very favorite thing to do Mm -hmm. was to plan that menu. Um, High quality. Very high quality. Low quantity. So you can focus on the details. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Really small, you know, appropriate portions that at the end of the evening, everybody was still really excited about what was coming next and Mm -hmm. not, you know. Overstuffed. That's exactly right. Which is easy to do. The opposite of Thanksgiving. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, so, yeah, and, and then um, I moved from that into event planning. Catering's the hardest work I know. Hospitality yeah. industry is oh. no joke, and right. um, my body could not do that work forever. So I moved into the event industry and, and was an event planner for a number of years and really loved to do that. Um, you know, I really just love to set the tables so yeah. and do the flowers. and <laughs> The tablescapes. Exactly. And, yeah. and then worked with such amazing vendors, you mm-hmm. know, in the city, local vendors that are just so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started to see the rising trend of signature cocktails. That was mm-hmm. really starting to become a thing with events. And um, would you, when would you say that was? Oh, gosh. Definitely in the early 2000s. Um, I was watching. Mixology was kind of having a resurgence. You know, these craft cocktails were really um, starting to push forward in restaurants. And Mm -hmm. um, we had really lovely things, like when Lola's opened over Mm -hmm. Butchertown Grocery when they were here. (laughs) And I mean, just these really next level, you know, Mr. Lee's, when Mr. Lee's opened, just these beautiful Mm -hmm. cocktail places that were doing really magical cocktails that were so sophisticated. Um, Louisville tends to be, you know, a little behind the curve on so much of that. So it was really (laughs) nice to see it coming into the city. You say that, but I'm from Tennessee. (laughs) 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 Which, now, to be fair, when I moved here in 2010, Uh right, probably as what you're describing was kind of really taking off, but Mm -hmm. when bourbon still hadn't really hit the boom yet, Mm -hmm. right? It was starting Mm -hmm. to grow. Um, And... 
in Tennessee, like, of course, I have a very different experience than most people. So you come in here as the cocktail evangelist. I was raised evangelical, Mm -hmm. but also in a temperance household Mm -hmm. where um, there was no alcohol around. Mm -hmm. But I did work in restaurants um, as mm-hmm. a server after I graduated high school mm-hmm. and the cocktails were not very fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed when people would come in from out of town, they would have like newer phones and newer mm-hmm. things that we didn't have. And it was mm-hmm. like Tennessee was five years behind. I know. Well, you know, I think it all moves. I think it moves from the coast, in, uh-huh, you know, and we do have some, you know, big airports here. We do. Yes. Yeah, and so yeah, maybe we hit it right before Tennessee gets it. That's exactly right. <laughs> it doesn't take that long. We're in Tennessee. For you. Uh, Clarksville, Fort uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm you the go. first person in my family to leave <gasps> since Andrew Jackson was president. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. What in the world? I know they think I'm really weird. Do your parents ask you to have a passport to come back to Tennessee from no, here? No, that's if I need to go to California. <laughs> yeah, but they do that's say right. that. But I, every single time I talk to them, they're like, "How's the weather up there?" I'm like, "It's literally the same as yours. <laughs> it is the same. We are like." Almost the same latitude. I love it. (laughs) But it feels like I'm so far away because I'm not in that, you know, one square acre that everybody else has been. So, um, so I'm really interested to hear your perspective on this transformation in the beverage industry, Mm -hmm. um, because you saw it happening. Mm -hmm. I remember I was just talking to another guest about how when we moved here, I didn't hear too much about like bourbon, but then I remember around 2015, I saw some friends going on distillery tours. I was like, why would they want to do that? Mm -hmm. Like, I love history, Mm -hmm. but I was like, what's so special about that? So would you say you were seeing bourbon cocktails being made or just all kinds? Oh, all cocktails. Um, Bourbon, you know, my first love is whiskey. I... You know, we all have that unfortunate, well, some of us have an unfortunate (laughs) experience in high school (laughs) where, you know, we we have too much of something and it's terrible experience. And I didn't touch bourbon for a really long time. And Mm. then um, (laughs) I went to England uh, to school for a semester. And while I was there, I was introduced to single malt scotch. And at that point, like the doors of my mind were kicked open and it was like, where has this been my whole life? I mean, this is amazing. The ocean. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so we, um, I really became a huge Scotch fan, which was unfortunate oh. on a college uh, student's budget, mm. but um, they didn't have many of these $30 bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are $30 bottles of Scotch, but they're not what you want to drink. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> so um, then we, and then I really started to kind of move into bourbon when I came home. It was, of course, this is the bourbon capital of the world. You know, 95% of the world's bourbon is made within 100 square miles, and we make 100% of the world's best bourbon. So um, (laughs) that uh, was an easy thing to do. And then I got married, and when I married my husband, Mm -hmm. he does not drink, but he had this weird sixth sense and could always tell when there was a special bottle about to be someplace. What? Yeah, we we got married in 2011, mm-hmm. right when you were talking about the bourbon bust was just starting mm-hmm. to happen, or the bourbon boom, I mean. So mm-hmm. um, he would bring home these unbelievable bottles. Like, he, I, we were buying Pappy off the shelf at that yeah, point, you right. know? I had the first, you know, I can remember my first bottle of Old Forester birthday bourbon. It was $37 what? a bottle. It was $179 Good. this year. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's just... It was, it was crazy. So, 
And then I decided that, and I was still doing the event business at that time. I thought, you know, I really enjoy doing tastings and really Mm -hmm. bringing people into the world of bourbon and helping them figure out what they like and why. Mm -hmm. And I think that educated drinkers are empowered drinkers. And (laughs) I think that that means that they're, you know, in a, in a monetary way, they're going to spend more money than they would if they were not educated about it. You know, like when you know what you like, you know that you really like tobacco and leather in a flavor profile (laughs) of bourbon and you know, Which is not something you're going to walk up and say if it's not true. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I need a taste of tobacco. That's and right. in my drink tonight. <laughs> Said That's no right. amateur ever. That's right. That's right. So um, then I decided I probably needed, you know, some certification. And then I oh. went to um, Moonshine University and Aww. got my um, executive bourbon stewardship there. And um, yeah from the Stephen Thief Society and that was um that was great and that was kind of really the beginning of when I really started to dive deep and um started to do tastings mm-hmm. and then started to really start building cocktails um and let my culinary experience kind of lead the way I I have a my best friend lives locally and that she, we were at her house on actually it was National Whiskey Sour Day. I will never forget this. <laughs> That's a day. <laughs> it is. That's a thing. There's a day for everything. And I hated whiskey sours until you did. oh I did because everything I'd ever had out was absolute trash. Like Aww. it was like citric acid and really bad whiskey. Oh no. It was just awful. Yeah. So I developed a like a vanilla syrup for that mm-hmm. specific cocktail, and she was like, "Go get the. I have a recipe. Go write that recipe on one of the cards." I have on my bar. Mm-hmm. And when I went over there, she had all of these recipe cards of mine. I was like, I should oh. do a cookbook for her. I yeah. should for Christmas. I should just oh, put that together. Just for her. And then I started writing it and it was like, oh no, I, I think I want to write a cookbook. Yeah. And then um, I got stuck. I, you know, got so much of the, the book done and started to submit it to um, agents because mm-hmm. you can't really query publishing houses without an agent. Mm-hmm. And got great feedback. They were like, it's just not ready. It's just not ready. Mm-hmm. And so I said to my husband, I'm not really sure what to do. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, you should call our, our good friend that we went to college with. Mm-hmm. And so I called him and he was like, yeah, let's absolutely work on the cookbook. And mm-hmm. then um, before the cookbook, we we didn't get any farther than this is really not a cookbook. It's a business. Mm-hmm. And it's an omni cocktail business. And we an wanted to do cocktail mm-hmm. business. So we do tastings and menu design and products and like anything having to do with cocktails, staff training, you know, mm-hmm. signature cocktails, bartending service, you know, whatever that needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a business around you. That's right, around cocktails. Yeah. Well, and you. And me. Yes. <laughs> your personality. Thank you. Your unique insight. Thank you. Your yes. experience. Because mm-hmm. I don't see you just walking out and hiring five people to Mm -mm. do what you do right it would take like one person to do each (laughs) different thing that you do (laughs) that's right so um you know he and I co-founded the business together and then he stepped away this year and um I took the helm and it's been bananas since then but Mm -hmm. um you know at the time that the business was founded there were so many different directions to go and I remember my business coach saying I need you to pick a lane yeah. And I was like, I, but we, mm. I like all of pick a lane to focus. And it was product. That was mm. where, that was where the focus landed. Mm-hmm. And we started cranking out syrups one, a, one a quarter. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot, it was a lot for, you know, a few years. Mm-hmm. 
but it's been um it's been great so as you have built up this um maybe I don't know how fast you're selling out I assume it's you are selling all of these but um as you're building up your stockpile of different syrup products, mm-hmm. are you then able to kind of branch out into those other areas that you had to set to mm-hmm. aside for a while? Yes. So um, we I, we have some great on-premise restaurants and bars that we do cocktail menus for and supply product for okay. locally mm-hmm. and regionally. We have some in, in the French Lake area as well. Um and that's been great. We also have some in the Chicago area, and, and those those are great. I love working with on-premise folks with on, with restaurants and bars because it doesn't really matter where you are in the country. People mm-hmm. want a good cocktail. Mm-hmm. For sure. And yeah. so often the mixology talent pools in city centers because that's yes. where the money is. That's right. It is. So secondary markets that are outskirt areas, mm-hmm. um, suburb areas, you know, really need mm-hmm. Um, some consistent cocktails. Then doesn't matter who's behind the bar. Right. So we try really hard to create menus for them that are super sophisticated, but it doesn't matter who's behind the bar. They can make it. Yeah. Like I went into one restaurant and I asked um, what signature cocktails they had. They were like, we have a really good old fashioned. And I said, oh, what makes it, you know, unique and stand out? They're like, there's a special ingredient in it. I was like, really? What is it? They're like, I'm not sure. Let me go see. <laughs> and then I tasted it, and I realized they just put in two times the amount of simple syrup oh, that they no, needed no, to no. put in there. And <laughs> Yikes. I didn't tell the poor server that, but. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I'm going to need an extra shot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or just like, I'm going to have my water now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll make one at home. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe with some of the seven syrup. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because you're making this accessible where people can have it at home. They That's don't even right. have to go out. That's right. Yeah. I have a friend who travels with it in her purse. Like she just, That's fair. she can't even. She's, <laughs> she's, she's like, like nobody knows time. how to make a cocktail. <laughs> I have to carry this stuff in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> For all those airport layovers. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hmm. Well, is it small enough? How many ounces is it? Is it is four. It absolutely will go through TSA. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. TSA approved. TSA approved. I carry That's it with hilarious. me, and it's this and this the seven syrup. It really just needs bourbon. You can just you know yeah. order your little airplane bottle and mm-hmm. uh, mix it at your seat. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Uh-huh. That's Goodness, right. so much strategy here. I know. <laughs> okay, so now you brought early time or early times bourbon whiskey, and this is your favorite mixing. It is. It's the Bottled and Bond. And mm-hmm. um, the Bottled and Bond Act uh, was was designed to make a gold standard for whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, you know, pre-prohibition, mm-hmm. it was... Um, you never really knew where your whiskey was coming from. You never knew what was in the barrel. Yeah. And so the really reputable distilleries were like, hey, we need some regulation. Mm-hmm. So Once it was legal. That's right. <laughs> so the Bottled and Bond Act said that, you know, the it had to be um, distilled and barreled and aged and bottled in this particular distillery that's mm-hmm. a bonded distillery, bonded by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, all bottled and bond whiskey is 100 proof. So that's also exactly. what I mm-hmm. not more. That's correct. Or less. That's correct. It's one hundred. It has to be one hundred proof. Mm-hmm. So I like that it's a little, um, a little higher alcohol content in it. 
Um, the 80-ish proofs are not really what I want to drink. I really like to drink 100 proof. So, um, so yeah, it's less... You mean less... you like to add your water yourself? I do! <laughs> That's exactly right! Yes! You came here with these ice cubes that were... Oh, these are legit cubes. These are whiskey cubes, They right? are, yeah. And um, where did you get them from? So you these are... I do, I do. Kentucky Straight Ice. They are what? the official ice of bourbon. Um, Rich Fink is a, a dear friend and just an amazing businessman and has grown this luxury ice brand in the last few years. Literally, I, did anyone think they were going to hear about luxury ice No, today? any, no, <laughs> right? And when I met him, he was just starting out. We were both just at the beginning of, of our businesses. And he was like, you know, let's be honest. Luxury ice is not something that's easy to sell. <laughs> I was like, until you have it. And now that you have it, you're like, that's all I want in my old fashioned is those are those beautiful ice cubes that are crystal clear and melt so slow. They are crystal clear. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this plastic that's frozen? <laughs> I was so confused. I was mm -hmm. like, how is it so perfect? And it came out of your Yeti cooler. I know. What? They're but beautiful. They're perfectly sealed in their plastics. Mm -hmm. so they hold their shape completely. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's right. And you can buy them by the sleeve at uh, some local... Some local liquor stores, oh. Westport Wine and Whiskey, and okay. they carry our stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I have a little tray that makes the cubes from Four Roses, but if you overfill it, you can't get them out. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> and they end up cloudy oh. because you're, you know, your freezer's designed to freeze fast. It's not yeah. designed to freeze clear ice cubes. So, it's all good. yeah. yeah. They're pretty yummy, though, aren't they? They're yeah, yeah. Dead they're sexy in a glass. Very beautiful, <laughs> very beautiful. It's like I'm drinking with a diamond in the center. I know. <laughs> he makes them in diamond shapes too. Oh, oh really? <laughs> um, that's exciting. That's mm -hmm. some luxury ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it okay. is. I'd have to see that. Oh man, where were we? We were talking about you. And <laughs> sorry, we got off of the ice. <laughs> so Jennifer, you have told us. About making muddle and where you're at now, mm -hmm. do you have a vision for what people should expect to see from you coming in the next year or so? I do. You know, my goal with this business has always to be um, a, a global brand. That's Ooh. what I want is to be a global brand. And well, um, I guess your experience what started globally, like you started with right? Scotch in yes. your study abroad period. That's right? right. And I love to travel. My husband and I are both huge huge travelers. And yeah. honestly, we have been to a lot of places that have beautiful wine programs in their country, <laughs> but not a lot of good cocktails. No. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I know that, um, you know, we could definitely contribute to, um, to their cocktails in other places as well. But how does that feel knowing I have a gift to give the world? <laughs> The world would be a better place if I just made them better drinks. That's right. Well, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, it's not, a, it, it's about the love language that yeah. is food and yeah. drink. But beyond that, it's about what happens over a good pour. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's what it's about for Seeing me. Seeing people's eyes light up. It is. And it's the slowdown that happens. And mm -hmm. it's this, the ritual of building a cocktail and trans, you know, going from the earlier day, you know, into your home life mm -hmm. from work to home and that, that decompress mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. And then that it's just this moment where tell me about your day. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, Aww. I'm, I'm present now. You know, yeah. I've, I've been able to shed that. I'm here now. Let's talk about 
Let's talk about what, what your day was. And oh, it doesn't nice. have to have alcohol in it. We really right. think there's a seat at the table for everybody, mm -hmm. whether you're imbibing or not. So um, that's why it was designed to bring people together. It's about connection. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, this has just been a beautiful experience. She made me a drink, you all. If you are listening to this on the podcast, come on over to my Instagram and see the pictures. I'll be I'll post some pictures from the old fashions that she made with you. What was it? Amara cherries? Am Amarena cherries. Amarena mm -hmm. cherries. That's Sorry. right. I have now drunk my old fashioned, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, she just walked in here and whipped it up like it wasn't no thing. So I am the cocktail evangelist. Oh yeah, how'd you get your name? <laughs> well, you know, um my co founder and I both grew up in um pretty religious homes. Okay. And like um did. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. the event the evangelical piece of it. Um, is very familiar to me and um, a comfortable place. So um, mm -hmm. it's a little tongue-in-cheek, and it's also, uh, you know, a little about um, just, you know, the connection, the connection of, for yeah. people and that ritual. Um, maybe the compulsion to share? Absolutely. Because, you know, I will say, I know a lot of Catholics who drink, but they're happy to have it themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I don't know. Evangelicals are that way for a reason. Because mm -hmm. we're like, no, this is awesome. You need some of this. <laughs> like, you don't even know how much That's you need right. some of this. That's right. And you just got to try it. You just got to try it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, I I, uh, I heard a meditation um, guru one time say that the act of ritual, um, that ritual is about connecting our spirit mm -hmm. with our, our self. Like our spirit with our physical self. Yeah. And that ritual is a way to ground us in that. Yeah. And I feel like that about, you know, preparation. That it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's just this, I'm going to, okay, I'm shedding it. I'm moving into my true self here <laughs> where I can be present and, you know, with the people I love. That is amazing that you would say that because I have definitely heard myself say the same thing. And since I started this podcast about, restaurants around town. I, before this, I was always very, um, in my own head too much. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, what am I going to do in five years? And not mm -hmm. like you can even know. Mm -hmm. Well, the pandemic showed us, didn't That's it? Right. We That's don't right. know. <laughs> um, you thought you did. <laughs> I thought I knew, but I was terrible at being in the present mm -hmm. and, um, feeling where I was. And, mm -hmm. Um, so through therapy, <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I was learning, mm -hmm. um, to, you know, be where I am. Mm -hmm. What do I see? What do I hear? What do I feel? Mm -hmm. And, um, so as I started this and going to all these different restaurants, trying new foods and taking pictures of them, mm -hmm. I feel like that has become like a ritual for me because mm -hmm. it's really easy to sit down to eat or drink and you just like shovel it in like at Thanksgiving mm -hmm. or whatever. But taking that extra time to observe it mm -hmm. and consider the different elements mm -hmm. that you have in front of you mm -hmm. and the taste that you're experiencing mm -hmm. and how it makes you feel. That's right. And like all that I feel like has taught me a lot more about being in the present. Mm -hmm. And so I really love to hear that coming from you as well because Good. I really yeah. identify with that. That's exactly what it's about. And I, you know, whatever tools we have at our disposal to be present are, you know, 
And food is so good at that because yeah. it, it calls on all of our senses at once, mm-hmm. right? Your sight, we drink, your taste, that's right. We drink smell. with our eyes first and then we go down and we smell the orange from that old fashioned and it mm-hmm. just hits us in the face. You know, and all, we're, we're there. Mm-hmm. There's no, I'm not someplace else in my head. I'm mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, you can't overstate the importance of the clinking ice, right? I know. That's why in the movie theater, they have you that Coca-Cola commercial where they pour the ice. <laughs> Every in. time. Every time. And it's it gets like, us. am I salivating? Oh, like, you can't smell anything, but you I hear the ice. I didn't want a Coke, but now I do. Right? And then you hear the fizz. And so, like... Hearing is such a huge part of oh, our Oh, we joke in the in the business too. that, you know, a cocktail shaker, mm-hmm. the sound of a cocktail shaker sells cocktails. Wow. Yeah. Somebody hears that cocktail shaker go, they're like, mm-hmm. I feel like I need a cocktail. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's Pavlovian, like. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's the say. bell. It's like, I got to have it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the bartender's bell. It is. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, we're just having too much fun. Oh, my goodness. Well, Jennifer Bryan, if people want to find you and make and muddle, um, where should they look? So, we are available online at www.makeandmuddle.com. We will ship all of these lovely products straight to your door. We ship worldwide. We are also um, available as a Friends of Longerburger Baskets. We're working with Longerburger Baskets now, which has been a, just a delightful experience for us. Um, and then, I don't know what that is. What is that? Longerburger Baskets. Well, uh, back in the <laughs> 80s and 90s, they were a basket. They, they make heirloom baskets okay. that are beautiful. Picnic baskets, pie baskets, you name it. Oh. And um, they are now like a global brand. They're, they're just beautiful heirloom pieces and they're a lifestyle company now too okay so they do food they do wine they do mm-hmm. skincare things um and we were invited to be a friends uh friends of longer burger brand Does that mean so. that you put some of the make and metal syrup in their picnic basket <laughs> we are available on their website okay. that's right um nice. and then um we are available locally here in louisville kentucky at uh the wine rack on frankfurt avenue mm. westport wine and whiskey off of westport road and at scout on brownsboro road oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then to follow you to see what you're up to. To follow me, you can follow me at cocktail underscore evangelist on Instagram, or we are at make underscore muddle also. So you can find us on all social media platforms. Fantastic. Oh, it's been so great. This has to been get great. Thanks so much you. for having me. It's Aww. really, really been a fun night. So yeah. thanks so much. Thank you, Jennifer. If you've not already, subscribe to the Lou Review Podcast wherever you are listening. We are now on YouTube as well. So follow us and give us a like and leave me a review and let me know what you want to hear more of uh, because this is for you. So I'll see you in the next one. Bye.